Do you want a slow dance, middle school style? Glasses. Yes, that's right. We made episode three. We are here with the usual gang, and Aubrey joins us today. Hello, Aubrey. Hello. We actually allow a lady down here, or she made it down here. She's not running away, so this is pretty good. There's got to be a first for everything. <laughs> there is a first for yeah. everything. Hopefully, it won't be the last. So, uh, let's see. It's been a busy two weeks. Uh, we went on a little road trip. Andre, how did that go for you? Well, <laughs> my face is still recovering, so I can. That's all I can say. So, yeah. we, we, which was uh, better for you, the uh, war on drugs or the uh, hospitality show? I was a fan of the war on drugs. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I had never seen them before. I listened to their album a few times, and so I was stoked to hear the the new stuff. And uh, my word, that's that's right up my alley. So yeah. it was just a face melter. And so if you're into that kind of stuff, yep. Um, you know they rock out in concert. You yeah, know, I was. I would say that was definitely one of the top concerts of even 2011. <laughs> you time traveled. I time traveled back. I, well, as you saw, I did time travel a little bit back. Yeah, yeah. You, you did. Uh, every five minutes was punctuated from Andre with his arm around me, going, "Woo!" Hey, so. and then we ran. Then we ran into him at the bagel shop. We did. We day. did. And they yeah, seemed so. shocked, and they were like, "Leave us alone, you weird old man." Yeah. <laughs> um, so beyond the road trip, which actually ended pretty well, uh, hospitality was great, and Miles Davis is really good too. Apparently, he's All right. just rocking. Right. He's just hanging out in the corner playing his trumpet. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hospitality was great. In uh, yeah, that was good too. And we saw uh, tennis. So happy to report to Harris that tennis is as white as you would think they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. Were they wearing boat shoes? Huh? Were they wearing? They boat weren't shoes? wearing boat shoes, but they were wearing like uh, boat garb. Like they could have been on a yacht. Yes, that seems appropriate. A yacht in the eighties, though. Uh, there's some photos in the site that, uh, yeah, it was sort of is interesting. Um, Paul, I'm sure you're happy that you didn't go to that show. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, the only one I'm really upset that I missed was the War on Drugs, but I'm sure they'll be back through. Uh, they will. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, let's see. So, moving on, so a couple good releases in the past two weeks. We saw Magnetic Fields, which Aubrey reviewed. Uh, mm-hmm. You can read right now. We saw White Rabbits, which opened, no, tennis opened for them. Yep. Uh, amazing live band. Uh, the record, yeah. It's, yeah, they were good. They, we saw them with Warren. Yeah, you get, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. You gotta really, you, you gotta really love Spoon, um, and I do. So they hit all the right buttons. Uh, good old War, if you're into that thing. Uh, the Bower Birds, Bower Birds, uh, came out with a new album called The Clearing. Uh, they'll be playing with Black Cat on Wednesday. Uh, Ceremony, uh, who apparently was the hit of South by Southwest. Never heard them. Need Never to hear them because uh, everybody was sort of sprung on them. But that's uh, what that festival is pretty much about, right? Just yeah. kind of getting these... Being discovered. Exactly, yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, so and I think NPR is now on their tip. So there you go. Uh, cool. Delta Spirit. If anybody here into Delta Spirit. Uh, I see Delta Spirit and Dawes. Never listened. Are they playing <laughs> together? <laughs> Paul? 
Paul? Only if it's a group trip. Okay, hey. It'll be for your birthday. I have some friends going. I, I could take one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lucero, even better. Oh, Mike. I'm going to that show. Are you? Well... I we learned all about them in Charlottesville we did, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a the guy who called me the rounder, uh, Craig Finn, also wanted to fight me because I didn't like Lucero. Yeah, but, so uh, but I sort of for all of you who Lucero, have never so, seen Kevin, yeah. you can now imagine what he looks like. Uh, rounder yeah. Craig Finn. Uh, uh, there is, and this is I, why does this exist? Uh, the, so they've done a musical of the movie once, and they've released a soundtrack for the musical score of, wow. of the. Musical from the. Uh, I don't In case now. the movie score wasn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great score, but. Uh, if you like cover bands, sure. Then you might like that, you know? Uh, Bombay Bicycle Club, and lastly, The Shins. I'm not even sure if that's out. It's coming out. Uh, anybody? Tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, never mind. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll be talking about that. Or maybe we won't. Paul? Don't forget the uh, December's live album. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah, that came out. Okay, so that's, that's a good one. That is pretty good. Um. So all that happened since last you heard from us. Uh, anything else? Anybody can think no. of? I saw the Doctor Dog show. Oh, really? I did. I don't think that I enjoy cannabis <laughs> enough <laughs> to have been there. Um, but how do you, you really know, feel about it? <laughs> it was it was better than being at home on a Friday night. Okay. I suppose. I, I saw uh, pictures of the set. Uh, that it seemed was, the pretty set cool. was really cool. The set was pretty neat. Yeah, lit um, up and just they, the lights and the backgrounds. They put and on animal heads and like different parts of the set lit up and was like rainbow colored and stuff. So. Nice, nice. Well, Doctor Dog, provide your audience with more cannabis and they will be happy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I guess let's uh, kick it off, get into the albums because those were the albums that came out. We can only talk about four or five, and so here we go with our first one. Let's hit it, Andre. Uh, new album Break It Yourself uh, for those of you not familiar with Andrew Bird he's a uh, multi-instrumentalist uh, most known for his sampling violin playing and his whistling which was featured in the latest Muppet movie with Walter which I watched the other day which is excellent oh nice um, so I have a long history with Andrew Bird but let's uh, talk to Harris who does not Harris what do you think about it? Um, well first of all I'm going to start off by saying that um, I have respect for Andrew Bird and his um, musicalness, his ability to play, um, write songs, and perform. Um, however, um, as Kevin mentioned, I'm not a very long fan of, of, of him, mm -hmm. and with this album, uh, it's just something that didn't really hit me. Um, I've realized that after listening to the album a few times over and over again, there were a few songs that came out and kind of grabbed me mm -hmm. I started enjoying them more but 
it's just yeah it took a couple of listens yeah it, it kind of grows on you yeah some of the songs kind of there's some but, moments that catch in your head where right it's yeah. just I mean the album as a whole I think is kind of it, it's it's definitely has a place for it you know it's it's wake up Paul <laughs> Sorry, I was spaced even hearing people talking about this album. Oh, wow. I, I, will, I will say there's there's some very dull moments in the album. It's uh, very deep. Put you to sleep pretty easily. <laughs> but um, there are a few songs that I do enjoy. It, uh, I mean, it, it follows in the track. of His last album, uh, Noble Beast, was uh, a step down uh, for a lot of people. I actually, have, I appreciate it a little more. It's a good folk album. Right. Uh, Andrew Bird's not a folk artist, though. Um, no matter how much he wants to be, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can change your brand midstream or your style and stuff, and it's like people can choose to follow or not. Uh, like you said, I, I do respect him as a musician. Uh, this album is is like a snooze fest, and I, I don't understand. People are giving it like tens and nine that, and a half. That's the thing. I was I was reading reviews about this album, and yeah. people are saying, you know, album of the year by far, best no. album. It's 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 an album I listen to like actually three times now for this purpose for talking about it and then I'll, I'll probably never listen to it again. Yeah. I, I can see why people are giving it the props though because, because they love Andrew Bird. Well, that and, and you know, as, as Harris said, there's, there's this musicianship to it. Like, you can't technically knock the album because it's put together really well. Like, you can tell he knows what he's doing. No, no, it's no. just that what he's doing isn't all that interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. so happy that other people feel this way about it because Pandora tells me every day that I should like Andrew Bird. <laughs> and I just can't. Yeah. Just, have you have you listened to his earlier stuff at all? Yeah, you know, I've listened yeah. to, to bits and pieces here and there and I just I can't really get into him. And I think, you know, part of it goes into what you're saying, Paul, is like you can tell the musicianship is really great. And I think something to think about, like there are a lot of, you know, well, we used to think of musicians as people who dropped out of high school mm-hmm. and had yeah, this like rock right. and roll lifestyle. Yeah. Like we're now um, in a lot, a, a lot of instances with bands today dealing with really hyper educated musicians. Andrew Bird being one of them, sure. classically trained violinist, and the, the his music is very uh, musically appealing, mm-hmm. but well, maybe true. but just doesn't grab it's you. It's very as much. technical as well. Well, yeah. yeah, and that just goes to say that you might be the best musician on earth you could be have all the training but if if your music is not catching on if people don't like it then you know there's really no point in yeah which is them. why progressive rock sometimes you know <laughs> exactly. just doesn't quite work and, you know? and, and i mean Harris, i mean you play drums i mean uh, i think uh, for three of the people in this room play instruments and it's like so it's not like i'm like oh my god this guy's gonna be you know musician or stuff it's uh if, if you're gonna put out a pop record i think you, it has to have some catch right. to it and not just like look at me how good I am uh, I would be scared to play with Andrew Bird like <laughs> horrified because I'd be yeah. like this guy will destroy me um, <laughs> if it were like a Scott Pilgrim battle I'd just be done <laughs> um, but uh, it doesn't yeah he, he's he's going places that I just don't really want to go and yeah it's but that's I mean that's also why a lot of folks feel good liking him though because I agree mm-hmm. there's, I agree a, there's a snob factor they right know there, that from they're what supposed to yeah, yeah exactly like oh this guy he he's educated I know his music is good and mm-hmm. so I should like this album and we, people fall into that trap a lot I mean I, I've fallen into it before too where it's like you hear all the hype on an album you mm-hmm. hear all the hype on an artist and it's like okay this is something I'm supposed to like and sometimes it's just not that good yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. But it, so uh, let's hear the uh, single from the song. Actually, it's uh, called "I on I," 
Um, and it actually sounds the most like old Andrew Bird, I think, with little you heard that, that of anything right. on it. And it's the most listenable track, I guess, on the album. Yeah. So let's go. Let's check it out. <laughs> So that was uh, I and I from Andrew Bird, the single. Uh, anybody got anything else to say about Andrew Bird? You know, sort of eh. Like, eh, okay. Would you be excited to see that in concert, though? Uh, it sold the fuck out, so yeah, uh, we'll I see. I, I, it is. I've seen him in concert many times, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll see how that works. So, uh, moving on, let's go. Springsteen off his new album uh, Wrecking Ball. The title of the track is Shackled and Drawn. Uh, first up, like, how many people in the room are actual fans of Springsteen? We got one hand, we got two, three. I'm like a half. We yeah. got a half. Harris yeah. is a half. All right, all right. So we got some fans and stuff. Uh, we haven't posted the review yet, but uh, Aubrey Rose, we'll let Aubrey talk to you a little bit about Wrecking Ball. Aubrey? So Bruce Springsteen here, I think you can tell from this first track, if you're at all familiar with his recent discography, uh, this is this feels a whole lot like uh, his Seeker Sessions album, mm-hmm. and he's he's reaching into folk influences and uh, having this, sort of this party on this record. Um, he He's getting back to talking about uh, 
musicians kind of showing off their musicality. I mm-hmm. think this is an album where uh, Bruce is very much showing off his range. Um, we could argue about how successful he is doing that. Um, but you, you hear the folk influence here. There's also uh, a lot of Irish sort of jig influence. Mm-hmm. You hear Tin Whistle on some tracks. He bridges into gospel music and has a lot of people shouting, uh, stand up in yeah. the background. <laughs> yeah. And then he even ranges into... He actually quotes, people get ready. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. uh, yeah. And there's there, there's a track with rap on it. So <laughs> um, that I, may have... either. I saw Springsteen one time and he was talking about dancing in the dark and he says, there's a fine line between rock and pop. I think I crossed it on this one. <laughs> and, uh, I think uh, he may, on his in retrospect, have, uh, have similar feelings about the rap. But, but it um, sounds like they had a good time when they were making this. It sounds like they had a great time yeah. when they were making this. And something uh, interesting about it is that Clarence Ke- Clemens, who died back in mm-hmm. June mm-hmm. 2011, is featured on some of the tracks here. They're probably the last tracks that he recorded with yeah. the E Street Band. Um, so that's something that's that's pretty unique about this record. Um, I will say, and this you can read more about this in my review, is that a lot of it just rings phony to me. Okay. I think uh, Springsteen, back in the day when he was writing about people working in factories and all that other sort of class warfare kind of stuff, that was coming from direct experience. But at this point, he's, uh, he's gotten so distant from it, it is, that it's it's almost it it sounds phony and then when he does things like you know release walmart exclusives record on sony and play you know clear channel venues it just smacks of hypocrisy to like you know this this album especially like is springsteen ranging against the man sure talking about class warfare uh well you know the proceeds of the record are feeding directly into that you know Mm. who can pay 120 dollars to go see Springsteen in concert. Nope. Certainly not the... Uh, Apparently yeah, it's you. Not the, uh, <laughs> it's not the average you know what, that's, man, though. Yeah. I, I had to put my pennies aside in order to go to that show, but, you know, it's it's not the average working man, and he's... Especially the track on this album called Jack of All Trades, he's talking about a guy cleaning gutters and mm-hmm. the roof and that sort of thing, and I'm like, who does Springsteen know that he's channeling for this yeah. song? Well, I, I mean, I think... Uh, he's a landscaper? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's actually... Oh. That's just what I said yeah, in my yeah. review, actually. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think he's he's channeling, um, like, trying to channel, like, the American Songbook and, like, Pete mm-hmm. Seeger specifically. I mean, right. there's a reason it sounds like the Seeger Sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're right. I don't think he pulls it off. I think... Uh, uh, personally, I think this is... I don't want to say his worst record in Lucky yeah. Town. Yeah. Um, and part of it's because I've read like a lot about it. It started off as a Nebraska-ish record and then you hear it all the hype like, oh, this huh. is his angriest record in a, in a long time and it's just, it's not. It's it's very optimistic when mm-hmm. you get down to it. He, you know, you'll hear some of the songs but a lot of them sound like they could be in beer commercials. Yeah. yeah which, <laughs> for the American dream. Which, yeah. which is sad because, I mean, it's, uh, well, actually it's not sad. I mean, he's the boss, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, is it, I don't know how many, how many of you have watched the uh, keynote address from South by Southwest? Oh, I've been, it's have on my list of things no. to do. It's, it's absolutely it's, inspiring as any, yeah. any type of artistic endeavor you have or just as a person, it like, mm-hmm. he lays it out. But he also says, uh, at one point he said, basically, Think you're the baddest ass in the room, and then also realize you suck. <laughs> and I, and I think he fell on the suck side on this yeah. one. Um, unfortunately, uh, it's not 
Um, there's a few good songs, but I, I will never uh, reach for this. Uh, Harris, you're being a little quiet. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a long time Springsteen fan by any by any means, but um, to me, he's it still kind of sounds like he has that old Springsteen sound to mm-hmm. it. But like you said, I would never reach out and yeah. Back when Springsteen was working with Rihanna in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, but I think there, I think little... to play off of that to play off that though, I think that. It, more than channeling Pete Seeger, I think to not to go too meta. I think he's trying to channel Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to. Oh, that's harsh. No, I he's trying to get back true. to where he like, was. You yeah. know, like writing trying. about like you know okay. working at the car wash for a dollar and the dime. Like that was a hit. Yeah. Way back sure. when, like yeah. he's trying to get back to that, but it's just not ringing quite true I mean, anymore. He's been a rock star for almost what forty years now. Yeah. Like yeah. He, seventy-two. You know, all he's reaching to now is what people expect of him and what he remembers from talking about it when he knew what he was talking about exactly. back in the day. When he was living yeah. that. So he's a, he's a few slots removed and it's still resonating with people because there's kind of this automatic like reptilian brain. I hear Springsteen, I yeah. think working guy, American <laughs> rock right here. And then when you mm-hmm. think about it just for a second, it's like, wait a second. You don't know any of these people. Yeah. You don't yeah, have you any you connection been connected with, with them for a long time. You're the part. You're the one percent of the one percent right, right now. Yeah. Right. Um, so Living down the street from Oprah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so let's hear another track from the album. Uh, what we have. See, this is is this uh, the single? We, Anybody? We take care of our own. Yeah. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this, this is, is the single and the most Springsteenish. I think this is the one that sounds like it could be straight out of a Coors Light commercial. Excellent. Well, I'll let the silver bullet take us home. <laughs> Here we go. take care of our own um, besides people fighting to go see them again I, it's one of my favorite concerts of all time when I saw him in Charlottesville uh, anybody got anything else yeah, to say he's going to be here soon right yes despite what I said I love the boss and yeah. I will be there and it's going to be fantastic is there a cheaper alternative on 
uh, as I was telling you guys, you can go see <laughs> Bruce in the USA. If you don't wear your glasses, you will be fooled. Will he play Wrecking Ball? Uh, probably not. It's but you'll get to hear Trapped, which is like one of my favorite Springsteen <laughs> B-sides ever, and they do a fantastic version of it. Nice. And if Bruce Springsteen is really taking care of his own, I'm sure that Warren Buffett feels comforted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Moving on. Let's go. podcast is Yellow Ostrich and the song Elephant King from the album called Strange Land. I should know more about this, but I don't, so I'm going to turn it over to Paul. Uh, Paul, tell me about it. All right, well, Yellow Ostrich is the project of really uh, a gentleman named Alex Schaff from, of all places, Brooklyn. I know it's, <laughs> it's shocking. Um, uh, his, his backing is basically a really good drummer and uh, multi-instrumentalist. He tries to do um, a lot of the same things that I think Toon Yards tries to do in a lot of his songs. Uh, the the layering of the bass line, sampling himself, things like that. I don't think it's quite as effective <laughs> as uh, as Merrill as Merrill does it. The reason I picked this is not because I love the album or that I love everything he's trying to do, but I think there's some really interesting things on a couple of the songs. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, Elephant King is the best song on the album, and that's okay. what we led off with right here. And that's when he hits... He's doing uh, doing some good layered pop really well, and this mm-hmm. is a good hook. Yeah. You know, he's he's got he he almost tones it down a little bit from some of the other stuff. Like he gets a little too wonky and tries to do too much on some of his other songs. I think, but uh, Elephant King and the next song you know we're gonna listen to are examples of when he does it right. And I could see him putting out a hell of an album. With yeah. the next one or the one after that. Is this his um, first album? It's his second album. Second album, but um, still. But it's one of those where if you listen to the four best songs on the album, I think you'd think he was a genius. And if you yeah. listen to the four worst, you'd be you'd ask, why is somebody making me listen to this? Yeah. So, Unfortunately, though, if you listen to the whole album, you have to listen to all of them. But you said, I, is, I is it just two people? Three. Three people yeah. in this band. Okay, yeah. Because they've definitely made some pretty complex stuff in some of the songs. Yeah, and I, and I think he's got I think he's got a people. good musical ear. Sure. And a good and a good ear for pop. I just think that there was a there was about an, an EP's worth of great material yeah. in this. And uh and not a full album's worth. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's he's one of those guys where someday I could see him putting out a full album's worth of, of great music and I'd rather hear that than an album worth of mediocrity because there you don't have to listen to the whole thing. You listen to the tracks that you like and then you say, you know what, I'm going to listen to the next thing this guy puts out because it's it yeah. could be really, really good. Yeah. And there's probably, yeah. at the very least, going to be a couple of gems on it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, pay yeah, attention, the, yeah. There's like one or two good songs in this. I think, <laughs> I think we're playing a lot. I mean, 
I, I was listening to this last night. There's a, a song like something like "I Don't Miss You" or something. That song's terrible. It's no, well, it is terrible, but it's terrible because like when you the song titles like you expect okay, this is gonna he's gonna mean it, and then it's crap. Yeah, it's it's, it's, just, like, it's looped, and he keeps he, he's trying to build to something through that slowly, song. Where it's like every time there's a new sample yeah. on each on. But if it doesn't build anywhere, and the third song is just like, "Hey, look at me! I love Radiohead," Uh, along with everybody else. Uh, But it's a a good. It's actually a good track. It's a good take on the on the Radiohead. uh, Is is that the marathon runner you were talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a marathon runner. My legs are tired. I mean, come on, not not the greatest (laughs) amount of lyrical precision. But I, I, I actually, I actually like that song. Because I think that there, I think that that musically he does something interesting there. He could probably have figured out something better to talk about than how tired he is as a marathon runner. Yeah, yeah. even like, if that is not literally the case. It seems like he needs to stay away from the lyrical device of I am X. Uh, as yeah. is everybody. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, that's just that's just, character that's just writing one hundred and one. Yeah, like um, all right. Uh, well, let's hear another song from that. Uh, we have the shakedown. Uh, which actually I picked this one because uh, this is the only other song on the album I like. So let's go. So that was uh, the shakedown by uh, Yellow Ostrich. Are you playing air guitar, Harris? Maybe. Well, well <laughs> he should bit. be. That uh, you know, like <laughs> you, you were talking about, you, you could tell he loves Radiohead, right? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah and yeah. but that's that's good Tom York vamping and some good music to go behind it, right there. That's uh, that's a hell of a track, I think. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I think we might have missed him playing in DC, but uh, hopefully, I'll catch him somewhere and he'll change my mind, as live shows often do. So. Uh, Moving on, let's go into outer space.
How did I know that you wouldn't pick something like this? Oh, you know where I, how I roll, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's a band called Werther from... San Francisco. And how did I not know that? Yes. Uh, the name of the album is called Pipe Dream. So, yep, uh, yep. Since this is uh, Andre's little journey, let's go. Yes, well, I found this journey earlier this week, so I was very happy to find it, you know, because this, this is... If, once I hear stuff like this, is definitely my jam. <laughs> Much like War on Drugs, in a similar way, yeah. creates this wall of sound, basically. That's their sound. Um, and But this reminded me of, like, rolling down the street in 1992 on my skateboard <laughs> with my Sony Walkman on my head, you know? And that was where it took me immediately, yeah. um, personally, you know? So if you were, you know, listening to music <laughs> at then, you know, I think everybody who listens to this, who was listening to that shoegaze type of music at that time, you know, this is My Bloody Valentine and Ride and, you know, Slow Dive and all those bands all thrown in one, you know, and it definitely calls back to the 90s in a similar way that Yuck calls back to the 90s. Say, you know? <laughs> who, who would win in a fight between these guys yeah. and Yuck? Yeah. Who, who would win in a fight between these guys and Yuck? The guy with the afro? Oh, that the drummer yeah, from the, Yuck the guy would... With, yeah, yeah with the afro. Exactly. He would be all Yuck doesn't need anybody else except the guy with the afro. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and that's really... And, and, and in some ways, it, it's a it's a little one note, you know, across the thing, you know, because it's basically they're going to play a fast song with a loud wall of noise, or they're going to play a slow, grungy, like dirty wall of sound, and it's it's gonna you're going to get one of the two. And that was um, the thing that I liked about this, though, relative to some of that older stuff back in the ni- early '90s, was that once in a while they would just throw this like really clean guitar line in there which was actually something that a lot of those bands didn't mm-hmm. do yeah, they were just going for the wall of sound and that's it you know but you Nirvana know, was the ones who brought that in actually yeah exactly well, Pixies, but yeah. you know and so let's let's kind of add that on so and I, and I think this definitely like and you heard there and we'll hear you know a little more is that it a little more poppy than some of those bands back in the day and so you know building on that and saying okay well let's bring a little more pop sensibility to this, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't know what other people thought of it. Uh, I mean, uh, like I said, it was the obvious pick for you. Well, yeah. <laughs> you sent it to me, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I think it's yeah. so funny that you say it reminds you of riding downtown on your skateboard in the 90s because it made me think of Dinosaur Jr. Y- yeah. And yes. uh, Jay Maskus is from where I grew up and I always Ooh. see him skateboarding with his long gray ponytail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think that's very fitting. Like, it, it reminded me of Dinosaur Jr. but also like, you know, Sonic Youth, the bands yeah, of that Sonic era. Yeah, definitely had where some it's dissonant like this, stuff. Like grunge guitar kind of stuff, but there's also a sort of dreamlike quality to it. Yeah, exactly. With the, with yeah. the vocals especially being so buried. Mm-hmm. I mean, the vo- I don't even know, you don't even know what she's but, saying. Right. You know, but it's yeah. so buried, but it's there, and it's I kind mean, of melodic it, and dreamy. It, it's nice to see this stuff, like, come back. I mean, I guess it yeah. never left. It doesn't like Amy Paul. You think it never left, really? Saying, it's my bloody... Well, he named all the bands. And yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I think we've, we've name-checked enough bands, but I told Kevin on the ride over here yeah. that I thought it was like they listened to a lot of My, Blo- my Bloody Valentine yeah. and then watched Friday Night Lights and were like, let's make an album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great analogy for it, yeah. But, I, you know, I, 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 I heard it earlier this week, and I was like, whoa. And it stuck out in my head in terms of, you yeah. know, other stuff that I heard. And, and I guess I also thought, you know, this is their first record. And so, hey, I'm interested, you know, much like uh, The Ostrich, well, you know. I, I, actually, um, it's The Ostrich now. Oh, okay. <laughs> they've, they've got, they've got a couple of... Uh, are, are you down with The Ostrich? They, they actually have a couple of previous albums. The, the trick is that they had to change band names. Oh, because oh. I didn't know that. They, Ball dropping the knowledge. They used to be Whirl. 
Oh, okay. And would prefer to still be Whirl, but there is apparently a solo artist who has claimed the name Whirl and filed a lawsuit against Oh, okay. Them. I bet that guy so. likes Strophane. Well, that makes sense because I have a note here when I went to search for it. There's an ambient drone producer from Spain who's the top search for Whirl. 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 Uh, Whirl. Yeah. <laughs> so this is Whirl with two R's, no copyright <laughs> issues, not what Whirl. What happened? <laughs> Okay. My brain stopped working. Andre for revealed a that he's a robot. I guess. Jeez. Oh, God damn. Kevin spilled his I'm beer on Andre and he shorted out. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kevin spilled his beer all over my phaser. Yeah, I did. We have a Jeez. phaser just in case. We love you war on drugs and that's why. Uh, Harris, what do you what do you think about this? I mean, I, I think it's fun. Like nowadays you don't really see bands do this kind of stuff, you know. I feel like nowadays everything Yuck. is Well yeah, but I mean if you compare Yuck to every other band, every other band oh, seems yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's you know, it's like everything is dance music nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. glad to hear the gu- <laughs> generally in all the picks that we picked, it's pretty much guitar driven music. Right. You, you want to tell them about our experiment oh. on, on the way back from the road trip? <laughs> oh, wow, I, I, I do not want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Musical, no, it's funny because uh, on the way back from uh, Raleigh, got that out of the way in college, yeah, guys, yeah, well, but. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Midlife crisis and all that. We're getting old. You know, we were together for three days, <laughs> two guys. It's a long day on the road, you know. Uh, we were actually running down the uh, list of top ten hits on the RDO and, like, just saying what's top ten in the country, and everything was a fucking dance song. Yes. Everything, even if it didn't need to be. I think it took and, us to... And n- we're getting off subject, but really, fuck that band fun. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> holy god damn, fuck that band. It wasn't until the 30th song that we actually found a guitar. And 20 of them were fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, tangents. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, maybe hear another uh, sure. track uh, from let's these guys. Let's go let's... for uh, Toss. Yeah, let's try that one All out. All right.
So that was uh, we're with uh, Toss. That was Toss, yeah. yeah. Pipe dreams. Uh, anybody else got anything about that? Um, I think it would be a good live show because I like to get my face melted. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. so you think like double phasers, like balls to the wall? I guitars. think it's a six piece, so they're going to have two guitars. It's just going to be a full yeah. onslaught. Well, we in, in, in it, I would hope it would be in the vein of what those bands back in the day. <laughs> Basically, if you went. To a you know a shoegaze show, it was exactly yeah. you were coming out with your ears bleeding. Basically, I think they should so. come to DC <laughs> and pull Lorelei out of semi-retirement. And have oh, them open for them. Ooh, dropping the Lorelei bomb. I'll have to check that out. All right, uh, yeah. So uh, we're we are coming for you. Uh, our final one. Let's just go. Go. <laughs> Cool. Paul, why do you hate David Bowie? <laughs> I don't hate David Bowie. Oh, well, why do you hate this? I hate people who never got past David Bowie. Oh. <laughs> Paul. Oh. I'm going to put Oh, my, uh, wait, wait. I'm going to put my cape on now. Don't look over yeah. Oh, she looks. <laughs> All right. Andre is currently wearing a, a squirrel cape, cape with a squirrel head on it for some reason. <laughs> I assume it has something to do with Pond. It I does. should let the person who actually chose Pond yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pond a little bit. <laughs> so, it's no secret I love stuff from the 70s. Uh, that's sort of my thing, because uh, I'm old. Uh, this is members of Tame Impala, and I guess a few other just blokes hanging around yeah. Australia. Uh, and in my estimation, it's fucking awesome. It is... Uh, they didn't just embrace everything about the 70s like psychedelia that's good they executed on it and yeah. pulled it off and they, they veer wildly from styles I mean you have that uh, you have just like some Thin Lizzy in there you have uh, just every single like stereotypical 70s thing in there in one album and it works uh, yeah I haven't ho- heard anybody pull it off quite like quite this well in a, no. ever, ever. No, <laughs> well no. since the 70s but uh, <laughs> given that it basically has tapped into my brain, I should probably stop talking about it. Like, what do, what do you guys think about it? Besides the man with the squirrel cape. Yeah, I, well, I mean, that's why I had to put it on because I, I, this is another one of my jams. And so I definitely dig this kind of stuff. And so I'm, I'm just, once again, kind of going on that, I'm just happy to hear people rocking on the guitar again. You know, exactly. it's like hearing somebody play the guitar, hearing that drummer's really good. Hearing those guys just rock out, you know, and it's just like hearing a band blow it out. It's like it almost got so far away from that to a point where it's like you had to kind of go back to the 70s to remember, oh, this is how we just blow it out. Right. And when I first heard were. this, I, I mean, it, it automatically caught me first thing. Like they're actually playing real instruments and they're they have that real live 
yeah. raw sound of the instrument. It sounds like they just mm-hmm. recorded this in a room together. Yeah, and you can like hear them counting record. in the back and talking, and it's not super produced and mm-hmm. edited to the max. It's just music, you know? That's yeah, what it is. Exactly. Weird. But I, I guess that is a little bit of my problem with it because <laughs> oh, really? I don't. We have the technology. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not that I, it's not that I want them to tech it up right here, but it feels to me like people who really like the '70s sure. who went to a room and tossed off an album. It's a side project of yeah. Tame Impala, basically, and that's why it's that's why you guys than like Tame it. Impala. Though. Yeah. I don't like Tame Impala. I know you don't. And I don't like this because, because it just... you hate fun. Not no. the band, but you just hate fun. It just, it, 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 it sounds like they really know their influences. Yeah, Andre, they really get, like their influences. Give him a couple hits of acid. Yeah, I, like, well... And they had a jam on, session, man. and it's not bad for that, for what it is, but, I'm, you know, I'm going to go back so, and listen to the oh, original I, I music. my tapestries for this one. Yeah. Jeez. So, so you don't hear, like, uh, notes of, like, the Beatles in there, uh, like... If I no, want the Bowie. Beatles, I'll listen to the Beatles. If I want Bowie, I'll listen to the Bowie. I don't need They're people dead, who are Bowie. playing. I mean, I mean, Bowie's not dead. But. <laughs> yeah. His albums live forever on my iPod. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's hear uh, it's the title track of the album now, uh, and it's uh, possibly the greatest uh, song title in at least the past oh. three months. <laughs> it's it's Fantastic gonna... Explosion of Time. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a great opening track to an album when you press play and that comes on. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, Paul doesn't. Anybody get it, it's a great song title. I'll give him that. Yeah. But you, but you don't enjoy the song itself. 
N- no. There's there's there are songs <laughs> deeper on the album that I sure. that I actually enjoy, but this song in particular does not do it for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the second song actually, yeah, before you explode. When when it explodes, when, 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 it, when it explodes, that's sorry. a good one too. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's gonna fight it out from well, we'll we'll get to that uh, in a minute. Uh, so that is the uh, I guess the last album uh, we're gonna do. So let's go around the uh, the room and see what we think of it in finality. Uh, we have Andrew Bird. Uh, we'll start with Harris. What do you give it? Um. Because there's so many different um, opinions about his work and his style, I would, I would check it out. I'd okay. stream it. All right. But um, that's about as far as I go. And see how you like it. Paul, listen to it on NPR. Aubrey, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know the, uh, all the live concert stuff. I, I would stream it because I feel like I should, but not yeah. necessarily because I know I would enjoy it. Yeah. I would stream it, and I have been streaming it, and I've been enjoying that. I'm going to say if you are a fan of Andrew Bird, uh, check it out and stream it. Uh, me personally, it uh, gets the T-Dog. So <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, hell no. Uh, so moving on to Springsteen. Harris? Stream it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to it on a Coors Light commercial. <laughs> <laughs> You stole copyright Aubrey. Yeah. Copyright <laughs> Aubrey. Watch him at the next Super Bowl. I think if you've bought every Springsteen album for the past forty years, you have to you have to buy it to have it in your collection. Exactly. Copyright. If Kevin. you're a casual <laughs> yeah. Springsteen fan, uh, you can you'd be fine just to stream it. It's like a Grateful Dead fan who needs every Grateful Dead concert yep, ever. Yeah. Just I need every Springsteen album. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an, I would say stream it as well. You know, I've listened to it a few times, but. I'll say stream because I can't yeah, hate on the boss. Exactly. I mean, it, it's not, it, yeah, just, yeah. Okay, uh, so let's go uh, Yellow Ostrich. Um, Not a huge fan of this, but I do feel like there's good parts in, in the album. So I would definitely stream it, kind of check it out, get All some right. ideas. All right. I say stream it, download what you like. All right. Yeah. Aubrey? I'd stream a couple tracks. Okay. Yeah. See how it feels. Just see how it goes. I'm gonna go what? with Paul. I think I might. I might actually download a couple tracks for them and just because uh, there's about three or four tracks on there that I dig. Would yeah. would uh, and I'll say I, I yeah about the same thing. Check it. Would anybody like go see them, like to better their, get a better opinion of them? I, I would see them yeah. absolutely. I okay. think that I think that uh, it would be interesting to see what they pull off live. All right. Yeah, and when we say download, clearly we are talking about legal and paid for download. iTunes, yes. Amazon, yes. Uh, Ardio. You can download Ardio. on Ardio. Well, you, you stream. Yeah, you, can you can download on Ardio. Yeah. Um, Invest money into. I think mm-hmm. that's the yes. threshold. Exactly. Uh, Andre's journey through space. It is. Were what do you say? Um, stream it, but uh, I would definitely check this out live because I feel like it would be yeah. a great show. Yeah, definitely. Paul, buy it. All right, there we go. First buy it of the uh, episode. You know, I I'm going after him, but I'd also probably buy it. I really like that. I'm you know being from Western Mass, that's yeah. like yeah. the genre that of music, your, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm the same way. I'm going to buy the cassette, hopefully, and put it in my uh, Walkman. <laughs> and <laughs> hipster. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> put it in my. You've seen my tape. I have seen your tape collection. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's legitimately from the early 90s. I uh, am going <laughs> to say stream it, but after I see them, I'll probably be buying it on vinyl. Uh, moving on to Pond, Harris. Pond is bought. Yes. Paul? No. 
Uh, is that a no or is that a oh hell no? It's just a no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey? I'd stream it a couple times before making any decisions. Okay. Uh, Andre? I've already bought multiple copies of it just in case one wears out. And I yeah. am the same. <laughs> uh, I would say buy that shit. Uh, Andre and I are right. The rest of you are wrong. Well, no. Harris is right. So, yeah. Um, so that looks to be our show for this week. Uh, I failed to write down anything that's coming out in the next few weeks. Apparently the shins we might talk yeah. about. I mm. hope we don't, but fuck it, we might. Uh, <laughs> um, if uh, you are feeling that like anything you heard on the show is something you need to have, uh, we're going to recommend uh, Crooked Beat up in uh, Adams Morgan. Just go see Bill. He will sell you the vinyl. I think he has a few CDs left, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's no good. He's pretty much doing vinyl now. He yeah, said. Go, go see Bill. Support your local record store. Um, and uh, that's about that. And so uh, I guess until next week, uh, unless we get lost in the fantastic explosion of time, we will uh, see you guys later. So kick us off, Andre. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. I slacked on that one.